This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's here. Songs of this Christmas. 23 festive digs and small heath alliance on two fantastic CDs. such as Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me today, as per usual, Dan Rogers from the Villa Underground. Welcome, Dan. Hello. It seems we've found a uh, safe house, but it's thought it'd be quiet because we were in hit here last time. It's the, is it the Village Inn in Maisley, but they've got music on, so we'll probably get this podcast revoked because of music license issues. I think it's nice they put mood music on for us during our Christmas party. It's... It's a nice, it's a lovely venue, it's warm, and uh, we have beer. Beer's yeah, it, for it, this. Should, it should be free, though, that's my uh, yeah. only gripe. What's been happening since last we spoke? We won a football game, a game of football away from home. It's happened twice, so it's like World Wars. <laughs> well, twi- we, won, we won both of them. Twi- twice in the last 16 months. <laughs> I fell asleep at half-time, <laughs> I have to admit. I wasn't, well well I wasn't, done for making it to half-time. <laughs> I wasn't at the game, I, I watched it on uh, TV, so I ran the curse of uh, Villa not winning a game on TV. Is it 754 days since we last beat Leicester at home? And I, I was at that game, so it did, doesn't, so count, doesn't, doesn't count, count as a TV game. Wasn't it 25 years since we'd last beaten QPR at Loftus Road, is that right? Yeah, the F, uh, seven attempts. 
Well, there you go. It's, this is a good omen. <clears throat> Sorry to be uh, pes- not pessimistic, but you expect to beat teams in the low in the, in the bottom six. I mean, at the moment. Villa have won seven games this season. Five of them have been against the bottom six teams. It wasn't pretty again, was it? And, and again, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty. I mean, we laboured over, as we said in the last pod, that Wigan wasn't pretty, and they're they're pretty dire. I, I didn't think QPR were up to Q- much. I mean, they didn't QPR have a shot on target. QPR didn't have a shot on target. No. no. Yeah, they were, so they were dross, and <coughs> you know, other than having that weasel-faced guy to inspire them off from the touchline, that <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a lot going for them, did they? The main uh, talking points of the game, well, obviously Codger's goal. Before, I mean, that went straight through the keeper. I thought the keeper could have done better with that than uh, if he saved his penalty. He mm. might as well save a shot that's straight at him. I think he seemed to go. He was a bit of a man on a mission after that terrible penalty. Was at the end of the day, we it would have been a travesty. And you, you look at our season of how it was petering towards another nil-nil draw, wasn't it? And it was such a Lack of, lack of urgency in the performance again and as you say you know, if it's enough to make people fall asleep it doesn't say, doesn't say a great deal about our energet- a lack of energy and we need to get towards these playoff places and we, the lack of urgency even at this stage Did you see there was a bit of debate over uh, Gabby Bonghor's foul f- throw well, At least he contributed something It's, it's about time he contri- even though it was illegal it's about time he contributed something to the, uh, to the cause <laughs> This is illegal not in a hotel room so. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of uh, Mr. Bunn coming in for Gallini? I mean, that, that's kind of a bit of a statement in many many respects. I think we all know we need a goalkeeper. I think it says a lot if you get dropped below Bunn. That says <laughs> that says a great deal about a manager's confidence in you. Gallini, Gallini's shown moments, hasn't he, of great shot stopping. He doesn't inspire much confidence, I think, amongst the defenders, and that's He's, always a danger. Because he, he doesn't come out of his no. six-yard box and... There's that moment of hesitancy yep. where the defenders look over their shoulder and he's and he's not there. He's not there. He's not there. There's been so many times, especially in and around the six-yard box as well, where he, that's your goalkeepers, and, and he's ne- he's not being there, has he? Which which suggests to me that somebody hasn't done their research mm. in uh, bringing him in. I mean, fair enough. I mean, obviously he's 21. He has, he's only played like 30 odd games in Italy mm. Mm. In, a, in a team that was relegated, by the way. So. He's going to have question marks, and obviously he's he's going to be somebody that's learning on the job. But as I've always said before the start of the season, if promotion is the aim, you don't take risks. You just get a 30-year-old decent keeper, seven out of ten, that no. does the job. Then you can concentrate on the rest of the team. It was like a couple of other players who we brought in. Suppose Tishbola is the same. We couldn't, we weren't really in the position to be gambling on people coming off, taking a chance on players, and you can't gamble at, at any level really. If, we can't afford, least of all, of any of the other teams at the moment, to be gambling on a goalkeeper. I don't want to bag him out just yet, but there's been f- four games where he's actually cost us. Yeah. As well, I'm not saying there aren't games where he's he's pulled off good saves, but there's at least four. I mean, I did I did say uh, I remember I said on social media that if he hadn't cost us those points in those those four games you mentioned, I think De Matteo would still be in his job. Well, I think there is some. It might not be the most up to date stat, but we would have been knocking around certainly in the playoffs, if not second. I think is the. With, with uh, the, we wouldn't the, be second. <laughs> well, no, we, no we'd way. be top. <laughs> <laughs> and Newcastle fans would be having this discussion if only we had Gallini. But saying that, you can't put it all on his sh- shoulders because pretty no, much every no. game we've played, we've been pretty abject. Well, he would probably say. I mean, if we've been playing well and the other team's playing well and it's his blunder that's cost us, then fair enough. But it's uh, he's just, just part of a bigger problem. Well, he's come under the cosh late on a lot of the times. I mean, there was a goal recently where, where you know Westwood gives the ball away to, to Lamb. Ricky Lambert wasn't it on the yeah you, you can't legislate for for that and but then you can't legislate for for booting it into the Huddersfield striker um, the poor clearance against Sheffield Wednesday and, and others really 
Uh, we'll, we'll, go, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about various issues uh, via answering listeners' questions. <laughs> uh, there's some good ones. There's some funny ones. But uh, the first, first thing, something that's been one issue uh, that's been seems to be snowballing and snowballing is the uh, Hepburn Murphy situation, mm. where he's been hype, hyped seriously by a the Birmingham Mail, and then a lot of fans on social media read this, and then they get onto the bandwagon without actually watching him mm. and from my personal experience I've seen him uh, play in a couple of pre-season games I've seen him in the last couple of uh, under 23 games as well as obviously any uh, introduction into the first team and I think we spoke about this on a previous show but yeah. in the under 23s he doesn't impress that much he's no. not like you, you know when you've got a striker who can play in the first in the seniors first team because they stand out mm. head and shoulders above mm. what's around them. And as I, as I uh, said before, uh, I think it was against Norwich in the Under-23 International Premier League International Cup. He was clean through, and he didn't, he didn't burn off this uh, defender who was behind him with pace, or he didn't hold him off with you know, strength. No. The, the defender quite comfortably tracked back and dealt with him. Against Telford, he was good. He kind of lit up. He was the spark uh, when Villa were one nil down in going into like the last ten minutes or so. He came on and he did change that game. But I don't, I don't it, see him. We've got Codger, we've got McCormack, we've got Au Justed, who's put in twenty odd goals. These are all people that are proven at, at this at that level. level. Yeah, that's the point. And the the hype machine for Hepburn Murphy is over. You know, it's, it's way over the top. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is, there's a statistic. This is to put it into context. Mm. Uh, as somebody tweeted today, uh, since the start of the 14-15 season, Hepburn Murphy has scored 36 goals in 56 games, which is impressive if it's in the Premier League or the mm. Championship. But at youth level, it's not all that. No. For example, Gabby, goal machine Gabby, scored 40 <laughs> goals in one youth team season. That's the rec- that was the record Narrowly for a player. For Sales, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. So, you know how good Gabby is in the senior game, he, uh, where he can hardly hit double figures, so it means nothing. It means nothing. Uh, so if he goes... I mean, sorry to keep... No, no, no. But if, from my You're point of view... You're clearly impassioned about I, this. If, if, <laughs> in my point of view, if he if he stays, he stays. If he, if he goes, he goes. I'm not losing any sleep no. whatsoever. This, we, we don't know, do we, ultimately, what... We haven't seen enough of him at perhaps first team level. We have to be reliant upon people at that level knowing. What a fantastic soundtrack as well. We, we, haven't, we haven't paid any of the rights don't for this mention, music. Don't, this mention, is, don't mention, don't um, I think with Hepburn Murphy that we've, similar to you, I mean you saw him at pre-season at Telford, we've, we've had a couple of glimpses of him at under 23, where he hasn't stood out actually, I don't think yeah. particularly. Um, or in the International Cup I think as it's, it's turned. Yeah. The other thing is, this could come back to haunt me and I imagine it will haunt, haunt many people when you think about strikers that have been, been and gone not from Villa necessarily he's not particularly big he's not particularly big and certainly not physical from what I've seen he's got raw talent but I, I think of how many players who've come before him I could say that about both Jul- the, Julian Jochim Jul- Julian No-Neck Jochim um, <laughs> Clubfoot as we used to call him <laughs> But think of all those those academy type players and we've had this conversation a few times the Moore brothers um, Byfield, if you want to go back a bit further, who, who were players who were, who were listed as being the next big striking talent, you know, goals galore at under, you know, that youth level. Well, Premier League is is a different, and even Championship is a different level. Is he again? Are we in a position where we want to be gambling upon a youth players? Do we really want to be gambling on someone now? 
you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm no fan of Gabby. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he couldn't be given a chance 15, 20 minutes here. That's where I think perhaps he's, if there's one thing unfair about this, I'm surprised he hasn't had a sniff of a game to date. I mean, I'm surprised it- about that. Sponsor for this episode, FanDuel, if you haven't heard of it, is a fantasy football game that actually has instant gratification, and if you're good at it, winnings. Rather than playing out a whole season, it actually plays out on one day of Premier League fixtures. As long as there's at least two or three fixtures, you can play FanDuel. Essentially, what you're doing is staking on your own managerial prowess. Once you've chosen the competition you want to enter, then it's just a case of picking your team. You pick 11 players, you can't choose more than 4 players from one team, and you have a budget of 100 million. Then, as the games play out, you get 15 points if a player scores a goal, 7 for an assist, 5 for a shot on target, and then there's points for shots blocked, tackles, interceptions, fouls drawn, passes, etc. FanDuel actually has a special offer for My Old Man Said listeners. If you deposit £10 when you sign up, they'll let you play with 30 So FanDuel are giving you an extra £20 free credit to play with. You'll get £5 free credit in your account to use each week for four weeks. It's the perfect chance to prove your managerial prowess and also win big. Just use the promo code OLDMAN30 when signing up to claim your offer. Either search for it on the app stores or go to fanduel.co. UK. Before we go on to the listener questions, which will make up the uh, the heart of the show, uh, I just we're going through the analytics to see who actually listens to this damn show. Apart from our mothers, <laughs> yeah, and our old men. Guess what? The top USA city is that listens to this show. I mean, you know the answer because you've, I can, I can you've see already it. seen it on the on the screen we have in front of us. But San Francisco, which I was surprised about until I found out that that was actually the HQ of the uh, Lions Club of California. Exceptional taste. So, shout out to those guys. And we'd be welcome for an all-expensive trip out there to do a live podcast uh, exactly, from your HQ. Yeah. So, just say the word. Like, likewise, for the top Canadian uh, city that listens, uh, Vancouver. Mm. I've actually got a friend there. It's a beautiful place, actually. So, shout out to Vancouver Villains. And Swinford in Ireland. Second only to Dublin is the, the hotbed of Mum's Pop podcast listening uh, just a quick shout out also to uh, the my old man said patrons in the last week uh, shout out to justin Olmi, alistair lindop and stuart weston thank you very much for signing up and you can too to support the podcast on my just go to patron on the menu bar and all the details are there thanks very much Right, let's go on to some of these crazy questions. This first one is from Nick Higginson. It's a Christmas-themed question. It's kind of like... And his question is, guess the weight of Mac Pork Mac. <laughs> and I think that's Ross Mac Pork Mac. What are, what are the prizes this week for Mom's patrons? Because I suppose someone who does guess the correct weight, that could be the... <laughs> a few people have been commenting... Uh, I mean, you just see it when you're just mm. kind of casually looking at social media. A few people have 
commenting on his extra timber. When those extra, you know, those athletic football shirts came in, he must have been gutted, mustn't he? That the timber would have, it, it accentuates all the lumps and bumps that I suppose you and I can, can get you, away with. If you remember the uh, one of the early podcasts where I started off with a, a quote from Ale- well Alex McLeish audio mm-hmm. clip of yeah, him I saying, remember, yeah. "Once Ross gets rid of his poppy fat, poppy, we poppy fat." So what happens when you get older? When you're thirty, what does dog fat? <laughs> Pork Mac. Pork Mac. It sounds like a really bad McDonald's <laughs> idea, doesn't it? That, you know, I'll have a double McPork Mac and... <laughs> I don't we're care if gonna, he scores 30 we're goals, not, but we're he's... Not, we're not going to literally guess how much he weighs, but uh, I still think... I didn't want him in the first place because, A, I don't think he had a long-term uh, yeah. value if we were going to get promoted early doors, but there has to be a reason why he can't get in the bloody Scotland squad. Mm. But I do like him. Is there, is there but I liked him. Yeah, I, I, I want like to him. think. Out of all the players, yeah. I, I, I actually liked what he kind of stood for. He's the one you would have thought would have worked as well. He scored yeah. goals in, in some poor teams like Fulham, and when Leeds were doing, weren't doing anything particularly notable. You know, he was still banging in 25, 30 goals. 28. 20. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a serious amount of goals. Maybe the other side of Christmas will see the, see the benefit, but Christmas but, but probably. Where do, you, for, where do you play him? That's the one thing. Not a lot of Gordon Strachan I pay particular attention to, but if you can't, I can understand why they can't accommodate him in the Scott. I, I do not know where to play him because you have to sacrifice someone else to play him, don't you? Well, I, I thought Bruce made the right decision in terms of putting him in uh, against QPR above Grealish, for example. Yeah, yeah Because Grealish, I mean, he scored against Wigan, fair mm. enough, but that was all he did. I mean, he, his passing was terrible that mm. game. It was mm. all over the place. McCormack's got... He's a tricky player, and we saw, I think, in the early part of the season before he got injured. Well, he's, he's got a brain on him. Yeah. Well, a football brain. A football brain. Um, he's, he's hungry for something. McPork um, Max. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's. I said this in the last, you know, with a bit around Codger, where with the, with the type of club where we get a fantastic predatory strike and we we somehow manage to make them. I don't know. We we, we neuter them. Yeah. We? <laughs> castrate them. We castrate them of their talent and goals. <laughs> he must be sat like many many before him, wondering how it's happened. Really. Right. Let's let's get on to the next question. Kind of a good question from Liam Walker, which actually uh, was one of the reasons why I didn't want to sign McCormack especially for 12 million a lot of money should we be signing championship players mm. like Hogan was it Holt Hogan <laughs> or Premier League players <laughs> like Newcastle have so do you essentially Clark. <laughs> <laughs> do you essentially buy for Ooh. the now to get up or do you uh, go long term and buy players that are actually going to contribute to a squad in the Premier League Oosh. This is a this is a very tricky question because I've got nothing against buying quality championship players that are going to come good I think because when you're buying them, you're going to have to pay more because you're in yeah. competition against teams that also know they're good enough for the Premier League. I, I haven't seen a lot of... very. In fact, I'll go as far as I've seen very few quality footballers at other teams that I would think, oh, he looks handy. There's been a couple of players, I think we played Brentford, I thought, they had a handy midfielder and maybe similar with Huddersfield. But there's been no one who I thought, crikey, he's, he would change us. Yeah. There's a little bit of... You know, we have the resource to go out there and buy Premier League players. We do have that and lure down and use that as a that is to our advantage, and we should do it. I don't think that means we should buy rubbish because we've been we've been stung there for many years. Um, well, I, th- I think, I and mean, we need something now. We do need something if we now. We did buy eleven Premier League standard players. We should get promoted. <laughs> but yeah, but this is Aston Villa. This is Aston Villa. But this is but this is a problem. But I think yeah, you, you've obviously. If you, it, I think it depends on the uh, how much you're paying. If you're going to pay, oh, Doctor Tony will pay good. Five or six. 
and then upwards of that, they've got to have some value in the Premier League. And that's what worries me about Adamal, who you would have thought would have jumped at the chance to play for Middlesbrough, but I don't think he was good enough have to actually to get in the team. Have you been to Middlesbrough? Well, no, there is that. I was born there. <laughs> the fact that I'm here now tells you everything. I, came to, I chose Birmingham over Middlesbrough. <laughs> so you're just like Adomar. You're like he's, yeah. So he's like Dan Rogers, Mark II. Yeah, yeah. Like you can buy a good somebody who's like 33, 34, who's got a season in him, who's Premier League quality, who's got a bit of class to him. Joey Barton? <laughs> Trying to, well, that would be an example. Personally, I don't want him anywhere near. No, the club. no, 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 no. You know, like the Cambiasso example. Somebody like him yeah, could, yeah. could turn your season. Well, we used to have a bit of a knack for picking up players like that, didn't we? I think that these players go to America, don't they now? Or they go for a big payday in it's China. Like we, we, people are saying, oh, well, Bruce can get his own players in now. You know, we went out and purposely bought two of the best strikers in mm-hmm. terms of the championship. So who's Bruce going to buy that was different from that? Also, they got Chester in. Who was his old captain? Who he would have got in as well. So all this kind of oh well we're struggling now because we no no we spent over 50 million on some of the best players we could have potentially got because a lot of players aren't going to come to Villa because we're in the championship. Well there's there's a bit of a though I do think our form's better than it was. We are we aren't in the playoffs and we aren't at the top of the championship now. So this this is an interesting sort of shift away from the summer where we are And in 22 not- games we've only beaten two teams that are Above the bottom six. Yeah, I tell you, these, which these does not show you that no. all is all is groovy. God, these stat- I mean, I wish you wouldn't know these stats because they, <clears> they frighten me. That's they, my job, just to scare c- optimistic villains. They ca- well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> they, they keep me awake at night, actually. Where I think it was the the defeat at Leeds and the the poor the poor result at Norwich that laid it bare for me that we're a long yeah. way away from being the complete finished article, aren't we? Just a, a link-up question to uh, Mac Pork Mac. Craig Fisher says. McCormack, should we give up on him now and replace him, or sign the attacking players he needs to link up with? Who are these players? I mean, what? well, you'd have thought yeah. that in Craig, Craig. Who are these players? Craig, come with the questions. You need to come with the answers. <laughs> Craig, uh, I think you would say that Grealish would would be a player that should be on the same wavelength. Yeah. Codger, it seems that Codger at AU are just too selfish. I mean, Codger, I think the reason why you play him up the, up the middle is because he's quite he's selfish. Direct. When you saw him playing on the wings, he doesn't look up and pass it. No, he's, when, he's he, he, head if down. If there's three defenders in front of him, he just goes for it. I'm Same not, I'm not I, you I, can't write him off yet. I think if somebody has scored, uh, I think he's got over 20 goals three times in a season and he's been pretty close a couple of other seasons, then that tells you that he can do it. Mm-hmm. The problem is his villa. I think the tester, uh, not that I think it would necessarily happen, but if someone came in and offered Villa 12 million quid and said, right, we'll, we'll take McCormack off your hands. You take it, but nobody will offer 12 no. I mean, if somebody offered you 6 million, that's more likely. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and that would still be a push. Not beyond the realms of possibility, I would say. There'd be a number of teams, I imagine your Norwiches and co, looking for players. Uh, next question from Michael Sebastian Smith. Mike Smith. A.K.A. <laughs> Is a promotion push unlikely, bearing in mind that since Bruce came in, we haven't really gotten closer to the top six? We seem to have been around six points off October, playoff form, but points disadvantage too much to pull back. Well, Mike Smith, it's early days, isn't it? It's early days. At one stage, we were, after the Wigan game, we were three points off, and it's, it's not a big gulf. The, the only problem we have is automatic promotion. We're not yep. going to get that. No. We've, we've but playoffs, everybody beats... At that kind of level, everybody beats each other. So all we have to do is do what Derby did, win seven games on the trot, and you're entrenched in the playoffs. <laughs> all we've got to do. <laughs> all we've got to do. Well, our January fixtures, there's nobody there that we can't beat. I, uh, listen, <laughs> I agree. I agree. But this is... 
this is Aston Villa and we, we will contrive to but no, the problem is I'd be more confident if we were playing better we're not playing very well we're playing that? shit yeah. I made the comment well I've written articles and we've talked about it on the podcast about mm-hmm. play Codger up front just play him up and front and somebody man. made a comment to me uh, I think it was on Facebook oh now now that uh, Steve Bruce has decided to play Codger up front mm-hmm. uh, will you stop slagging him off it's not it's slagging not off, slagging off. No. it's basically we are not playing well at all and there's no confidence that this team can actually finish to answer the question finish in a playoff spot unless they improve their performances now you can get beat playing well but if you play well you're going to win more than you lose but if you're playing crap and scraping games that's only going to that's why we've lost against Leeds and Norwich exactly I mean that it's no surprise is it that we it wasn't pretty necessarily against QPR but we won because we had Codger up front and we dropped Westwood this isn't a cap I've got nothing personal against Westwood it's just not up to it yeah it's not I don't think anyone wants to see him, you know, wants to see a Villa player foul, but he's been struggling for so long. But and Vi- we don't benefit for having him in the 11. I mean, Villa essentially have to. Uh, I think transfer window time, it's the midfield that's. I mean, there's a question about that. We'll get onto that in a second. Mm. Uh, but first of all, this question from Adam Cook Can you discuss the AVFC Christmas Cone Challenge video? No. Which I haven't seen, to be honest. Videos like this don't fill the fans with joy, as those three taking part were terrible. I know it's supposed to be a bit of fun, but I think it highlighted just how bad some of their shots really were. <laughs> well, <laughs> I haven't seen that video, but I've seen a few of the others, and I think it had the same effect. It's, it's They're cringe. not very good, are they? They're, these players aren't very good. They, they haven't even no. bothered to... Normally in these videos, you Photoshop cr- creatively them <laughs> edit them so it all looks good, but... They can't even. I, I don't know whether they haven't bothered to do that or if it's just not possible to edit it to make them look good in any shape or form. I remember they did a keep keep me up challenge with a, an American football, and Westwood won it by miles. All the other players could manage two or three. That's when I was thinking. I think it was the same as Adam with the cone challenge. I was thinking, shit, they're really bad. <laughs> not very good at this because they should be pra- actually be practicing with a rugby ball just because it improves your reactions Yay. and uh, your reflexes. This is in a long line of Villa social media blunders, isn't it? Where be it the the Sissoko clapping gif sticks in my head and, and all that sort of stuff. Where ask, ask, ask Joe Bennett. Oh, ask Joe Bennett. I mean, what? This is why. I thought we'd sack the marketing department for this reason. Maybe we enlisted. Most of them have left. Uh, this pub is starting to fill up with uh, pricks and Christmas dr- jumpers. Oh, it's Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> right. This was recorded in June, though. Moving we? on. Martin Linden. Should AU and Grealish be on the pitch at the same time? In a league where graft off the football appears to be more valuable than skill with the ball. Is there room for both in a starting eleven? There's room for skill at this level. Yeah, I, I think there's a bit of a. There's a lot of cliches about mm, it being the toughest league and uh, it's un- not, unforgiving. Not, yeah, Brentford played football. Huddersfield tried to play football. It's not as cultured necessarily, but if, like AU skills. If he had purpose, well, he has purpose. He just goes towards goal. But if he actually was a bit, let's say, cleverer, more intelligent with what yeah. he does with the ball then uh, he would be super effective. Grealish as well, he just lingers on the ball, takes too many touches. If he released it a bit quicker, he's sharp enough, mm. but he needs people on the same wavelength. Yeah, I, I, AU and Grealish struggle for different reasons. I think AU often over, overthinks it, doesn't release the ball quick enough. Grealish slows the play down for me. We can be on the counter with Grealish 
with two or three out balls beyond him and that ball you know that there'll be a three four five seconds with touch 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 are you I was a bit of a champion for the beginning of the season because I, I thought I didn't think necessarily he was a bright spark in our relegation season but I could you could see a good footballer in him I think he's got badly lost this season and I haven't seen yeah. anything that suggests he should really be on the as an either or you know the question suggests it should be are you or Grealish on the pitch I've not seen anything really to say yet that AU is the yeah, man really I mean, there's, uh, also there's, there's the, the McCormack and Grealish if you're going to play yeah. if you're playing Codger solitary striker and you want to play a man in the number 10 role then it's Grealish or McCormack essentially yeah. I can't see how McCormack gets in the team above Codger so no. he, but you'd want him in because I think he's potentially one of the best players he's shown he more he's, McCormack's got that ability to McCormack's got the ability to to pick a pass to pick a pie and to I think on his day I mean we've, we've been taking the mickey a bit I know but I, I do think he'll be quite key to us Yeah, you know he'll be the man with the assists I think we, we bought him for goals but I think he's he's been a big missing feature within our team someone quite clever on the ball Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Question from Ali Hamad. Any possibility of getting Delft back on loan would be ideal to fill our midfield. It's not like he's getting any game time at City. Well, <laughs> Mr. Mad. <laughs> would you want him back? I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. And also, there is a. I think Aston Villa fans are always guilty of looking back with. I don't know where they get them from, these roast tinted spectacles on players that essentially battered the hell out of. It happens all the time. And managers as well. Oh, let's bring Lambert back. No. Wasn't the best send-off that he got. Well, no, no. I mean... Uh, <laughs> he would probably say, well, Fox messed the contract up he, and I was there to exercise my right to, has to he, do one. I mean, he hasn't actually played football, has he, mm, since he well, left? Well, that's a very good point. He hasn't he's, played. he's injured now. He's injured now. He's been injured for... It was, it was a long term, wasn't it? And he's, he's played when he has been fit less than bit part it's been a couple of cups and Champions League appearances and some sub appearances he's done bugger all since the semi-final against Liverpool in the FA Cup for Villa that's mad when you think about it isn't it it is mad I I wouldn't have him back he finally just about got to the level where you wanted him to be he was actually winning matches for example that goal against Chelsea West his, Brom, he was, he was very commanding against West Brom at home. In, in yeah, his, his endeavour against Liverpool at Wembley. Yep, yep. 
but that's what he was paid to do as well. It's that's another what he's one paid of those. To do and finally, we had to wait years, yeah. years for that. And I, I'm not going to be one to bang bang on about loyalty in the modern era. You know, he had he had a serious injury that the club stood by him on as well. He was recuperated, and we put up with a couple. Of, you know, not only his development from a from a you know he was a very young player when we bought him from Leeds. No getting away from that. But it was a long time before we saw any return on that. But the bottom line is, he's at a team still in the Champions League, getting paid a shitload of money. That's why he left in the first place. He's not coming. And how's this work out financially? It doesn't work out. It's not coming. It's not it's happening, not so forget it. Carl White says, who else, apart from Kozak... Who? Remember him? Libor. <laughs> <laughs> Libor. Uh, should be cleared out in the January sales. Are there any players you would actually pay to go away? We've got Mika Richards not doing a fat lot, haven't we? I think Bruce thought there was still a role for him. He just got injured. Collecting the cones, handing out the bibs. But I don't know. As a, he's just not featured, does he? He's certainly not. Especially if he's, not, right if he's not a Premier League player, surely he must oh. be a Championship player. Oh, clearly, clearly not. Well, no, he's not. He's, he's not fit. But I, I would keep him on. I mean. I don't dislike him. I think I always think back to the game at Wickham where he, he faced the fans and he was honest and yeah. without being confrontational. If he was fit, maybe we could sell him because he almost went uh, in the summer. He doesn't seem to fit into Villa, does he? Because he hasn't played, I don't nah. think he's going to be not sold. No, nah, he's not really shop window, is he? Uh, Gabby I would sell in a heartbeat. I'd get rid of Gabby. Because um, it's just a, too much of a distraction, like from even from like the media talking about him and whether they're campaigning for him or joking about him. It's just a distraction. Bastards. Office party, crackers going off. Apologies for that. They're the really cheap ones as well. The really disappointing ones. Really cheap. Not your work colleagues, are they, Dan? (laughs) The bastards didn't invite me. (laughs) Uh, So who would you want out? Who would you actually pay to ship out? I've gone past hating them now. I'm just numb to them all. Yeah, we... Well, we, we did well in the summer, sort of, yeah, that, having a cult. It was a good, good, good summer, actually, in, we had a good in, in that respect. It's just Gabby is, is the surprise one. Uh, a, we thought he was gone and dusted. I mean, that was from Tony, Dr. Tony and De Matteo, yeah. but then Bruce, his first mistake. I don't get it, because he hasn't been rehabilitated either. He's no. lost some weight. He's done nothing. But he's done nothing to say or to warrant being picked, and that's where I feel some sympathy for Hepburn Murphy, because... He, he could probably the only thing he could possibly say is I haven't actually been given a chance when we've needed a different option up front I do think we should be playing Codger as an out and out but what he must be thinking what how is Gabby getting picked ahead of me well I think this is so far down the uh, the rankings of our strikers yeah. that it's not even an issue I don't think because I think if you're playing one then you're mm. going for Codger then mm. you're ever if you're looking for alternatives you're looking at McCormack Gestead as well who was scoring at the start oh, of the season there's a bit of a question mark on Gestead going isn't there as well yeah. I'm not sure how I'd feel I'm not a huge fan as I've said before I don't think I don't think technically he I don't has, think he's he a very good player he hasn't done enough no. I think he scores goals I think he's a threat in the air but for what we want can we just he's too limited that's how I take the view but I, I can't see a Premier League team coming in and giving us the same amount that we paid for him to be honest well the papers and the, the press are banding around 7 million from the Albion I, I'd be astonished is he a are the Albion I mean, really going to offer that? I, I don't know. This, if you, me, and the listener can see that Gusset <laughs> isn't that hot, you'd imagine a scout from Palace, Middlesbrough. I can't see it. The baggies would would essentially say, no way. I can't see it. Another question from Captain Bong. <laughs> Welcome aboard. 
who wants to discuss uh, the what creative midfielders should we get in? Should more Aussies be villains? Well, strictly speaking, all Australians are villains because that's where we shipped you. Uh, but in terms of potential, I mean, we actually had a, a few creative midfielders on a box in Carlos yeah. Hill and all those kind of guys, which uh, yeah, I think we're going to be looking for more pragmatic midfielders, yeah, more more dynamos, more driving engines, rather than like any fancy Dan in midfield. No, I don't particularly care where they're from. Um, I mean, I don't think we'll get somebody like Tom Huddleston, for example. That's, a, that's like a lazy link. Another link that seems to roll around every every six months, doesn't it? The Huddleston link. Anyone, anyone who Bruce has ever mentioned like, is now being linked on the or, Birmingham or Mail. Managed before, you know, Ben Watson, players like that. James McCarthy keeps getting mentioned, but I don't think he he's would... part of Everton's plans as well. He just seems he's still in their squad. Yeah. No, it's why would he? Why would he drop down a division? Nah. I, th- I think what we'll see is we might see us sniffing around Europe again, trying to find a, a tricky midfielder. You know, maybe looking in and around the Championship at a couple of those players who have looked quite tidy. I don't think we can afford to take chances, but we don't have any options beyond Gardner, do we? No. And Tushbola, there's clearly fitness or quality Some, issues something, there. Yeah, something, some issue something, going on there. There's something there. So we, we need mean, an option. Uh, as, as we've, we've, I've seen him twice for the under-23s, and you wouldn't even know it was him. Well, we, we went to... I mean, you've been to a couple of games. We went to the Celtic game. Yeah. I, I genuinely wouldn't have known Tushbola was, was on the pitch if I hadn't had a sheet in front of him. Yeah, he was exactly the same against Norwich as well. It was anonymous... Um, that's Bruce, a real concern. Bruce, Bruce was at both of those games watching. So, real concern. Uh, Lob, whoever that is on Twitter, says, uh, "Which is the best stand to see goals? North Stand or Holt End?" Holt End, no doubt. Yeah, what, what are you talking about? North Stand got lucky because Wigan played silly buggers and uh, made sure that Villa were attacking. Uh, Attacking the north stand in the second half, they switched it from the normal Villas attacking the Holt end. Pointless. So they got the Grealish goal. Villa normally don't wake up until the second half anyway, <laughs> and because Villa are normally uh, attacking the Holt in the second half, uh, if they win the toss, it's probably the Holt's always the best yeah, place to be yeah, yeah. in for the goal. No, no contest for me. And if it's a big game, like a proper game, semi-final, quarter-final, the cup, whatever, you've got to be in the Holt, regardless. Yeah. Kind of the point of supporting Villa. That's it. <laughs> God damn it. Sitting in the Trinity stand reading your telegraph. <laughs> looking at looking ahead to the year. I mean, we'll probably record mm. another podcast before the new year kicks in, but uh, what are you looking forward to at this stage in the new year? Hopefully. Hopefully an upturning form where we can get on a run. We haven't. We, we sort of stabilised our form after Bruce got on board, but we haven't gone on a... A period where you think, do you know what, we're really going to have a go at this. We've stuttered, haven't we? And I, and I hope in the new year we get a couple of signings and we start to build some some points and some pressure and we, you know, maybe even have an aspiration that second might be on. We might never be able to achieve need, it, but have a run at we it. We need to find our identity as a yeah. team. I think I think we only need, let's say, three players. I think a couple of midfielders and a keeper. What we could do with a couple of idols. I mean, we're sort of scraping around for them. We have been for a number of years at the club. You know, I mean, Co- I, Codger's got the potential to become a, a, f- a real fan favourite. But someone, you know, a real good midfielder who people can, you know, you, as a kid you'd want on the back of your shirt. You know still, what I mean? Still, I don't, I'm not bothered about any of these players. Well, no, and I, I think 
the, the reality is, I think if we, if we manage to get back to the Premier League, that they'll be discarded a lot of them because they're going to be horses for courses. Oh yeah, I think there'll be a big cull. I mean, even Bruce might go. That's the reality of the modern game, and it's not something we necessarily like. But I'd rather we did something about it and try to, if, as and when, if and when we get back to the Premier League. Bruce, I mean, Bruce. He's the best manager we've probably had in in terms. I'm more no, confidence in this league, but Bruce. If he got his automatic and, and strolled up there, because he's on a rolling contract, because I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. he's not, let's say he wouldn't be in the Tony's immediate list. It's Steve Round and the guys that have basically recommended him. But uh, if he, if somebody sexier turned up and we got promoted, <laughs> not odd. he would probably get in there. <laughs> but if Steve Bruce gets um, uh, an automatic and they win the, the last 20 games or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. then there's... Fans will grow to love him. Tony would grow to love him, and you can see him getting another season or two to have a real crack at well, establishing himself. Yeah. If he just scrapes us into the playoffs, then you can see there's a scenario where Doctor Tony's looking around for other options. Well, the, th- the thing is, this would be the first time. Zola, Zola's mm. brother. Crikey, it's it's scary because we we do know how Di Matteo came to be in post, and they're saying it was because he has he had an MBA. No bollocks, it's because he'd run a Champions League and he was the sexy signing, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. I think this is the, fir- the real test for Bruce's. This is the first time where he's probably had a chairman who said, "Here's essentially a blank checkbook," and that's what will happen in January and possibly in the summer. Get us out of this division at all costs. Yeah. Well, the ultimate cost will be you'll be sacked if you don't get us up. I think, and I. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if this season... I don't think Villa would ever say it. They'll, they'll sit behind this two-year plan. I think if we fell well short, don't expect to see another change. I would expect to see another change. Yeah, I think if they, don't finish, be surprised. If they finish mid-table this season, I think he'll be gone. I, I, no, that's not through wanting to say that. I just think that, that that wouldn't be acceptable going into the second year of what I can... I think they do take a two-year view because after that, you've got serious financial fair play problems to the tune of 120 million quid if they don't get promoted yeah, yeah. yeah. without wanting to be profitable but, doom. but <laughs> but starting off in January we've got a pretty decent run so that we have gives a chance for Bruce to get those players in and set some foundations oh. where we can actually get rolling because we've got to get rolling we've got to desperately and it's, and it's not like uh, if we're in the Premier League it's, it's a different conversation because this is a league where we sh- we're saying this because we should be rolling because we've spent over 50 million We've got players that uh, even Premier League teams would take. Mm. Well, it's got to be our aspiration. Getting, some of them are being paid Premier League wages. Well, they are. Well, we've got we've got existing players, and that, that's why it baffles me. We're holding on to players like Gabby. Really, we've got to. This is the next four or five months are a great opportunity to get up when after the first those first ten or so games under Di Matteo, we were, we were nowhere. And I think if we do get up, it will be an achievement in in the confines of this season. Broadly speaking. But if we can't you, get out on the base of 50 mil of investment. But after that Wigan game, we were three points off the playoffs. So it's not like, oh, no, we, we, can't, we can't feel sorry for ourselves no. and linger on our Demetrio Costas this season. That's bullshit. But that's the frustration, isn't that's it? That's why he got sacked, to give whoever came in a mm. real crack at it. Not, you've got, you've not got to, try to compensate no. because uh, you only have to win three or four games and you're in the playoffs. Well, that's, why, that's where Bruce will be measured because it's all well and good beating... QPR as we did but it's no good drawing with Burton on Boxing Day for instance and that's where we've got to go we've got to start going win 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 rather than win draw draw win loss win you know it's this oh, roller coaster we're playing of a crap team win oh yeah. we're playing a good team lose hopefully hopefully we can turn a corner on the away for. that's what I want in the new year I want us to turn a corner on the away for. I, I would love to see a good performance as well and a, and a spanking but I think that only comes when we sort out the midfield Yeah, I think that's essentially going to not the glue but something that well yeah the, not the glue more the oil to make it kind of flow yeah I'd like to, lubricate yeah lubricate 
but I'd just like to see a bit of attacking football because in this league if you get it right you win games well, it's a game of entertainment as well isn't it I think that's been one issue with the attendances that people want, I think have wanted to come back out of curiosity with the Villa but the football's been so poor yeah um, I'm not surprised there's been huge reams of empty seats at Villa Park since yeah, there hasn't been very many sexy fixtures but I think if we were win-win-win you know, and on a bit of a, a run and there's a couple of exciting players but as you say there's not a massive buy-in to some of those players yet and the form's been so patchy What's your, what's your motivation if you are stay away? Yeah, I mean, I I struggle. I, I want to leave. That's the, one of the first things that comes to my mind. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. <laughs> right, well, uh, when's the next show? We'll do a show before the new year kicks in. So, until then, you meant to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you feel like bastards. So, so don't forget to uh, subscribe if you're on iTunes. Subscribe and also review. Rate it five stars and review. Well, you can say whatever you want in the review. But uh, it just helps uh, iTunes push the damn thing, which helps us, which make, motivates us to m- want to do more shows. Like us, star us. And quickly before InXS's management file us with a royalty <laughs> suit, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Merry Christmas. And everyone's favourite, Birmingham. Birmingham. Are you listening? Are you listening to the song we're singing? Walking along, singing this song, shitting on the city as we go. My old man said. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.